from the Cyber Hub Bunker and Studio. You're tuning in to the Cyber Hub Podcast. And now for your host and CISO, James Azar. Well, good morning, everyone. Happy Monday, October 10th, 2022. Welcome to another episode of the Cyber Hub Podcast, Cyber News. We've got a packed show for everyone here today. Cyberhubpodcast.com. You can catch all the latest shows. Please make sure to subscribe. Go to our YouTube channel, Cyberhub Podcast. Give us a subscribe there as well. Make sure you turn on the notification bell so you get the latest videos uh, that we're putting out there as well. This podcast is also available on your favorite podcast listening platform in pure pleasure of just my voice without seeing my face on your screen. Let's get into this morning's show because it is jam-packed with stuff around Android, Intel, Microsoft, as well as 2K Games. Um, President Biden signs a data privacy order and Iran is on fire and those protesters aren't giving up uh good for them but before we get started let's power our show with a morning cup of joe this monday morning i've got my double espresso here no not my typical clear cup but i wanted to kind of switch it up a little bit right this is a kind of like a fall one it's getting colder so i figured i'd move into like a fall where several podcasts by the way coffee mugs are coming up here you'll see those on our website too coffee cup cheers Let's get into this morning's show with an Android security update that patches a critical vulnerability. The 2022 Android security update started rolling out last week with patches for roughly 50 vulnerabilities, including a critical severity flaw in the framework component known and tracked as CVE 2022 and described as an information disclosure bug. The critical flaw has been resolved with the 2022-1001 security patch level along with five other vulnerabilities in framework that could lead to elevation of privileges, information disclosure, and denial of service. The most severe of these issues is a critical security vulnerability in the framework component that could lead to a local escalation of privileges with no additional execution needed to make sure you get that patched. Intel has confirmed that the leak Elder Lake BIOS source code is authentic. Intel has confirmed that the source code leak for the UEFI BIOS of Elder Lake CPU is authentic, raising many concerns among researchers and professionals alike. Elder Lake is the name of Intel's 12th generation Intel Core processors. Those were released just in November of last year. On Friday, a Twitter user named Freak posted links to what was said to be the source code for Intel Elder Lake's UEFI firmware, which they claim was released by 4chan. The link led to a GitHub repository named IceTBIOS that was uploaded by a user named LCFCASD. The repository contained what was described as the BIOS code from Project C970. The leak contains around 6 gigabytes of files, source code, private keys, change logs, and compilation tools, as long with the latest timestamp as being uh, September 30th, 2022, likely when the data was copied. Um The source code was developed by Insight Software Corp., a UEFI system firmware um, development company. The uh, source code, uh, the leaked source code also contains numerous references to Lenovo, including code for interrogations um, with Lenovo String Service, Lenovo Secure Suite, and Lenovo Cloud Service. At this time, it's unclear how the source code was leaked, whether it was an inside job, cyber attack, or something else. There is this does raise concerns over the fact that this source code is out there, meaning any sort of backdoors could be led, which makes any device with these Intel processors useless. 
Microsoft, after getting hammered for their poor mitigation tips for the unpatched Exchange server vulnerabilities, has issued new and improved one. On Friday, they disclosed that they've made more improvements to the mitigation methods offered as a means to prevent exploitation attempts against the newly disclosed unpatched security flaw in Exchange server. To that end, they have revised the blocking rule in the IIS manager from auto-discover.json into PowerShell to auto-discover. You guys see this in front of you. You'll also see it in the show notes if you're listening on your uh, favorite podcast listening platform. Make sure you subscribe while you're at it. Give us a five-star rating while you're there. I had to do that. The list of updated steps to add the URL rewrite rule is below. You can see those right here. Sorry, tapped uh, too many times there. Alternatively, users can achieve the desired protection by seeing the PowerShell-based exchange on-premise mitigation tool. This only affects, by the way, on-premise exchange servers. If you're on the cloud, this does nothing to you. Make sure you get the updates. We reported the 2K games was breached a few weeks ago. Well, now they're telling their users that their data is up for sale online. 2K Games confirmed that its help desk platform was hacked and used by attackers to target customers using fake support tickets that push the redline stealer malware via embedded links. The game publisher took down its support portal to investigate the breach, but now they're saying all of the customer data is being sold online and they're letting their customers know that your data is being stolen and being sold. So please be aware of that. You're going to see a whole slew. Targeting gamers, by the way, is a very, very effective method of of, uh, targeting organizations, right? You get a gamer's personal computer, you start to get a pattern of behavior, you get the pattern of behavior, you can you're able to reflect that, go on LinkedIn, do a little bit of OSINT, and you've got yourself uh, a way to uh, get into someone's uh, corporation uh, via very, very specific uh, phishing emails, like really specific. Uh, that may not get even picked up by by by, by company you know um, filters. They won't. Biden has signed an executive order on the US-EU personal data privacy. The executive order signed by Biden on Friday designates to is designed to protect, sorry, the privacy of personal data transfers between the EU and the United States and address EU concerns over U.S. intelligence collection activities. The executive order provides a new legal a new legal framework for transatlantic data flows that are critical to the digital economy. It will be subject to review and ratification by the EU Commission, a process expected to take several months by unelected bureaucrats in Brussels. This is a culmination of our joint efforts to restore trust and stability to transatlantic data flows, according to Commerce Secretary Gina Raimondo. It will enable a continued flow of data that underpins more than a trillion dollars. Sorry there. That will enable more than a trillion dollars in cross-border trade and investment every single year. Europe's top court, Europe's top court invalidated a previous arrangement after hearing complaints that the U.S. law violates the fundamental rights of EU citizens. Privacy Shield was struck down in July of 2020, and this is its alleged successor. It's a more robust commitment, allegedly. The first layer involves a civil liberties protection officer in the U.S. Office of Director of National Intelligence who will investigate complaints to determine whether they involve a violation of U.S. law. And the second involves an independent data protection review court, which will review the CLPO's decisions. Um, Judges on the DPRC will be appointed from outside the U.S. government, review cases independently, and enjoy protections against removal, according to the White House. We'll see if this isn't just another FISA. Um, So there we go. Some concerns around this, uh, just saying, 
if if this was an issue of data protection, why not have it public? After all, transparency would make sense here, um, especially if you're not trying to hide anything. Um, so there's that. Iran continues to be in flames as people protest after uh, the uh, Islamic Republic um, is targeting women. Um, in fact, uh, one of the broadcasts I saw this morning, by the way, was of uh, Iranian military and kind of military police folks going into schools to arrest women pupils for uh, turning the picture of Humanai uh, and Raisi, the uh, spiritual leader and president of Iran uh, together. Um, so in footage that's been widely shared online while uh, over the weekend, um, while uh, Humanai and Raisi were uh, um, talking on TV, the uh, TV was hacked and the broadcast itself was hacked and the blood of our youth is on your hands read on on-screen message before the broadcast was cut. This is after the death of Masa Amini, who was 22, uh, who was killed by the decency police. How decent are they? Um, uh, for not properly wearing her hijab. Um, so let's our thoughts, prayers, and support are with the free people of Iran who want to get rid of this uh, state-sponsored terror regime that's caused so much death and havoc since it took over Iran in 1979 and across the entire Middle East and world. May they be successful this time in overthrowing these tyrants. Folks, that's it for the rest of our show today. We'll be back tomorrow with a whole lot more. Until then, make sure you go check out our CyberHub podcast channel Thursday. I had George Finion. We're talking about his book, Project Zero Trust. You can go check that out as well. Um, make sure to get his book. Really, really good book. I got mine over the weekend. I've really enjoyed reading it so far. So go check it out. Thanks, y'all, for tuning in. We'll be back tomorrow. Until then, stay cyber safe. We love feedback, so make sure to connect with us on social media and subscribe to our podcast on your favorite podcast listening platform.